0: Welcome to Everything Life Coaching. I'm John Kim.
1: And I'm Noel Cordo We are the founders of Lumia.
0: And we're super passionate about all things coaching, and we want to share what we've learned from over a decade of coaching and training thousands of life coaches.
1: Let's dive into the science and magic of coaching.
0: On today's episode, how to build a better life through building better relationships. Good morning, Good morning. It's o- it's overwhelming. It's a lot. Uh, it's a it's a heavy drop. Uh, uh, the first thing in the morning,
1: it is. It is. So I mean, you know, I think it's it's kind of a good check in and a good frame. Um, yeah. when you think about relationships as someone yes. whose life is completely subsumed by relationships, your work, yeah. home, your friends. Um, how do you feel about them
0: yes so the first thing and i don't know if this is a good thing um is when i think about relationships of course i just think about intimate partner and i don't think that's healthy because for half of my life i never put any um investment into friendships i thought they were like extra you know travel friendships you know when i become successful then i will work on those things Um, I just want my one partner. And that was most of my 20s and 30s. And so when I got a divorce, I was standing there alone and thinking to myself, uh, I spent no time or effort in other relationships other than my romantic partner. And I realized um, the consequences of that, you know? And so today... I, I noticed that when I hear the word relationships, I notice I go toward, oh, my partnership, but then I stop myself and I say, wait a minute, what about your friends? What about your family? What about all the other relationships in your life? Your you know, the relationship with your daughter, uh, the relationship with your motorcycle. It can't just be th- your partner and you revolving, you know, that being the sun you revolve around. Yeah,
1: I completely agree.
0: That's my first thought <laughs> I,
1: I completely agree and and my experience with relationships is literally the opposite of yours it's like partner is in there for me sure yeah. you know absolutely yeah. but I'm so always consciously aware of how mm-hmm. any relationships I have work, friends, partners, you know, it's like I am surrounded by an octopus's garden of humans at all times in my life.
0: Yeah. And and you know what, Vanessa's like that. And so I sometimes take it personally that I'm not the only relationship in her life.
1: <laughs> it, yeah. And and so for me, when I look out um, into that expanse, it, it actually feels a little bit exhausting. That's one of the experiences that I have. And that, that might be a common experience with Vanessa too, how much time it takes to yes up And tend to and deal with equality and negotiate all of the different relationships. But I think that they all have a different, you know, role to play. Social construction, obviously, you know, tells us that our intimate partner relationship is like the one, you know, that we should all strive for. Um, And then, you know, we have these these different rings of relationships. There's three rings of relationships. There's your
0: intimacy.
1: There's your middle, and then there's Mm -hmm. outer.
0: Let's talk about each. I've never heard them in those terms. So, um, what would you define as the uh, inner ring, and then the middle ring, and the outer ring? I'm imagining Saturn here. Um, Tell me, uh, tell me your different. What's the difference? How do you, how do you, how do you define someone who's in your inner ring as opposed to your outer ring?
1: Well, it's and it's it's interesting because it's it's completely subjective. It's subjective and it's completely dependent on the person who's answering the question. So the inner ring would be folks that when you sit back and you really think about who are the most important people in my life, like who are the most important people to me in my heart and in my soul, Mm -hmm. they don't necessarily have to have a specified role in your life, but like, who are my Mm -hmm. VIPs? Those are your inner. Okay, That's your inner circle. And then when we're looking at um, the the middle circle, that would probably be the friend group where there's like bubbles of connection. It feels good, you know, mm-hmm. nine yards. Um, this is Marley. Marley's joining us today. Um, oh, hey, Marley. <laughs> and then... The, the outer it, yeah. Room.
0: Yeah. Is Marley in your inner,
1: middle, or outer? Marley's in my <laughs> outer. He's working his way outer. Yeah. right now. It might become inner, you know, by the time we're done hanging out. We'll see. But, uh, if
0: you're listening, uh, Marley is a dog <laughs> that is uh, circling. It's funny we're talking about rings and and, Mar- and Marley is circling Noelle, literally circling her as we're <laughs> talking about rings and where Marley fits in Noelle's rings.
1: Yeah, I've been playing with Marley and taking Marley on walks. And so we're in love. Mm. You know, there's definitely, yeah. there's there's a whole thing going on. But it, the when we're looking at that that middle ring, it's like, okay, there's there's the connection there. It does something for us. We get the dopamine. We might get the mm-hmm. oxytocin, serotonin. And then the outer mm-hmm. ring is social activity social connections and mm. it's it's factual like who are the people that you interact with like you drop Logan off at daycare mm-hmm. the people who care for your daughter all day long that you engage with would would be in your outer realm.
0: right right yeah so that's interesting yeah so uh how does it help as far as going back to the title, um, you know, how to have a better life by having better relationships, how does this model having rings uh, contribute to that?
1: Yeah. So we know from cross disciplinary, so, so from positive psychology to anthropology, neurobiology, um, positive relationships are, are central to our well being. And there's a consistent direct link between the investment. That we put into positive so- social relationships and then the well being scale. So essentially, the more we put in, the more we get out. And then the question becomes well, what specifically do we get out of these relationships? Like, what happens when we engage in positive social relationships? And it's something called positive affect. There's also such a thing as negative affect um, and positive affect is kind of a weird term. And, you know, why do we care about this? Why do we care about it from a coaching perspective? Um, Positive affect is a technical technical term and it refers to emotions and the way that we experience and show our emotions, but very specifically when we're experiencing and showing our emotions, how does this lead us to impact our decision-making? How does Mm. it lead us to take action steps, right? Mm -hmm. So positive relationships give us positive affect, which is Mm -hmm. the technical experience of our emotions, which leads to the way we take action in our lives and make decisions. It's it's a very causal link between having people around you that you engage with well, feeling good. And being able to make decisions that are in your interest. So from a coaching perspective, I'm looking at this and I'm like, holy shit, like this is foundational to goal accomplishment.
0: If Mm -hmm. we're really
1: thinking about the conditions that someone needs to set up in their life in order to to have these experiences.
0: Um, Yeah, I I was thinking um, the the rings model. um, I think it's uh, simple and powerful, um, but just great when you're coaching people to kind of use that as a framework to... Get kind of test, you know, test the, the temperature. D- give me a snapshot of uh, the people in your life. It almost reminds me of um, uh, in, in therapy school, we used to do these giant family trees. Uh, I think they're called enograms. Yeah. I don't remember, but they're like, the fam- the- you know, yeah. um, but, but it's visually laying out, uh, whether you imagine it or it's on paper, um, your family tree, you know. And, and when I think about the rings, and if I was coaching someone using that as a tool, Oh, okay. I see. This person is in this ring. I, you know, you're laying out the important people in their lives and kind of where they fall as far as importance and
1: effectiveness. Yeah, absolutely, and it, it gets it gets really nuanced. So people report mm-hmm. um, increased well being, the more positive bubbles of connection that they have throughout their day. So you know, this positive yeah, affect right. that we're chasing it includes cheerfulness, enthusiasm, energy, mm-hmm. pride. So if we're just saying, okay, you know, these are the outcomes that you get from positive social experiences, making sure that you have them lined up throughout your life is what's going to give you these little surges of energy to move forward with yourself. Yeah,
0: and you know, here's what's tricky though, because all the people in your uh, life, friends, family, you know, it doesn't matter what ring they fall on, Um, may not all be positive, may not all be in a good place, may be taking you hostage, you know, all of that stuff.
1: That's super important. So there's, there's, there's a differentiator in the quality of the relationships. And so it's like um, the, there's an important study. It was done by a palliative care nurse named Bronnie Ware. And what she started doing was counseling folks in their very last days. Um, in as, as alive people on this planet and asking them what their biggest regrets were. And the, their biggest regrets were that they didn't spend enough time with the people on the inner circle of the ring, the people that they, that they listed as the VIPs in their life. And there's a really special quality of connection that comes with those specific relationships. And most people spend most of their time in the middle and outer circles just because of the way that our lives are set up. So there's a different,
0: Oh, interesting.
1: Yeah. Quality of connection. So it's like those VIPs and making time for them are what give you that like deep cut mm-hmm. life satisfaction. Mm-hmm. And then in the middle, we need that middle engagement because of, of dopamine. So it's just, it's, it's not, it's the quality. Yes. But it's also the experience of social engagement itself that kind of uh-huh. gives you those little bubbles. Um, uh-huh. So when you're when you're sourcing this with clients and you're kind of doing that family tree and you're like spreading out the rings, there are two things that you want to look at. You want to look at both the quantity and the quality. Are you getting uh-huh. enough positive engagement in the outer rings to give you that that social activity? And are you getting enough investment on in the inner rings to feel deeply connected to your life?
0: how do you think you know uh that you need to invest more in relationships uh is it feeling of isolation like how do, how do you, i know it's probably different for, for everyone but how do you how do you gauge that like uh where you pause and you're like you know what um I need to um, invest more in, in in relationships because I feel like I'm getting Whatever, depressed or feeling alone or whatever.
1: Yeah, this is actually the this is actually building on this body of work in terms of coaching exercises for coach and client, and it's it's this examination that you're talking about. So the work of coaching becomes to examine um, the closeness of the people in your social network and the discrepancies in where you're actually putting your time. They're mm-hmm. so taking a look and kind of doing like a time audit almost on those rings. Are you spending most of your time on the outside? Are you spending most of your time in the middle? Are you spending most mm. of your time on the inside? Um, most humans can tell you who their VIPs are and why they are those people to you. But yeah. most people spend most of their time on the outside of the circle.
0: Why do you think that is? Is it because we take the people, um, In our inner ring for granted? Or is it because we don't want to be vulnerable? Or is it because we just assume, you know, when it comes to people close to us, they'll always be there. I don't want to spend time on, I want to spend time on getting more or a different crowd or, you know, I'm talking about seeking approval, validation, maybe.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like the empty calories of junk food. You know, it's like, it's accessible. Mm. It's plentiful. I'm just going to snap in the Cheez-Its. You know, I go to work every day. There are people there. Um, You know, at the the gym, there are people there. So you're kind of just, it's like, it's like almost like being asleep at the wheel in terms of your relationships. You're just engaging in whatever's around you without taking Mm -hmm. into account the nutritional quality of what you're really bringing into your life. Um, And what I find fascinating is that Sandra and Dunn, that's the citation. Um, there was a study that was done that if if people are over-investing in the outer layers mm-hmm. of their social network, it's going to negatively impact the emotional bond with people on the inside.
0: Ooh. Right. Yes. Yes. And why? Just because we only have certain so much time in a day?
1: Well, and even thinking about that nutritional quality, that nutritional punch, like if you're spending a lot of your time with people that you don't have deep, social bonds with like you there's not a lot of intentionality there like your focus your attention is just being drawn to you know wherever it is and just you know antidotally like thinking like oh you might come home with a story of you know so and so from the gym and that's what's in your mind but are you taking the time to ask your kid about their internal experience of the day
0: right You know, uh, this is the kind of person we all know, these kind of people who um, have a lot of friends, very social on the outside, uh, you know, very popular, um, but maybe lonely. They don't have a lot of close friends. So they have a lot of people in the outer ring, but uh, not a lot in the inner ring.
1: And most people don't have a lot of close friends. Like the VIP list is short. Mm. It's short yeah. for a reason because I call it, yeah. the, you know, the energetic scavenger hunt of life. It's like you really, most people deeply connect with few people throughout yeah. the course of their lifespan. And when we're doing this work with clients, clients often forget that they have a choice when it comes to where they're investing their time and energy. So, yeah. and, and the investment of time and energy is I think really important for examination here too, because you brought up the point of like, well, what if you're at work? What if you have to be around these people? And this is where um, really doing that energy audit comes in and looking at, well, how are your boundaries within Mm. your outer ring social groups? Do you feel an obligation to give everyone everything? Are you oversharing? Are you sitting there? Mm-hmm. Are, you, are you, taking in somebody else's personal dump time and time again? Mm-hmm. You know, like what is like, do you have effective enough boundaries so that you're participating in the social activity of the outer ring, but you're not giving your whole self to it?
0: Yeah. And you know what I find, uh, is one of the most challenging with friendships. Uh, you know, I always say that history alone isn't enough, um, for a a friendship, meaning that people change, we drift, and all of that. Mm -hmm. Um, To to maintain a friendship and the amount of work it takes, um, it's significant because people people do change, and people have different interests, and people move around, and and there's so many variables that, you know, um, that one magical summer isn't enough, you know? (laughs) Uh, And it's like that with any relationship, of course, intimate as well. And so to juggle all of that, plus career and everything you're trying to build. And then on top of that, if you have a child, I mean, uh, sometimes, you know, Vanessa and I have to uh, spend, you know, $100 just to get out of the house, (laughs) let alone, you know, so it's like, it's so, it's just hard to do. And as we grow up, it's also hard to make new friends, you know, so that outer layer sometimes can be difficult.
1: Yeah. And you're making a great point about, you know, how hard it feels. And like that there are, are, are feelings involved in all of this and all of this navigation. And from a coaching perspective, when we're working on clients with this, one of the most important things to examine is the client's ability to observe and contend with these emotions that are coming up as a result of the interactions with people who are around you all the time and to help the client um establish internal boundaries in managing their own emotional set of frustration or a uh, desire Or, you know, like just feeling spun out or fed up or like, I can't, I don't, I can't listen to the guy in the cubicle next to me talk about his dog one more day, or I'm going to like lose my mind, you know? Um, so it's like acknowledging that, that there are energetic sucks. And then, and then there are also needs that you have, and then figuring out how to self-soothe within that and express Mm. your needs to the people around you with efficacy.
0: Yeah. You know, um, I think also uh, back in the day when we were more communal villages, mm-hmm. um, those outer rings were kind of built into our lives. Yeah. Today, you know, we live in um, bubbles mm-hmm. and so cars, elevators, cubicles, uh, it, it takes so much more effort today to um Create friendships and, and put effort because they're not organically happening in our lives unless we extend ourselves. It seems like.
1: Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. a, a huge point that I want to bring into awareness is that having a healthy relationship doesn't mean that it's a friendship. Yes. That, that yes. like that when what we're talking about these outer rings and the people that you see every day and the people that you mm-hmm. engage with, these folks might be your colleagues, they might be your neighbors, they might be service providers, they're not your friends, right? right. And so right. looking at that and saying like, okay, you know, what does it, it mean to have a healthy relationship? And as you described, like, you know, we can escape the village if we want at this point in time Mm -hmm. you know we can escape the village Mm -hmm. on our phones if we're sitting in Mm -hmm. a room full of people we can we don't we can pretend the village doesn't exist and so what do we do with this in our human time and what happens if we don't harness this awareness and it's avoidance yeah avoidance is what shows up when you start to have these like pinpricks of I don't like the way it feels I have to engage with this person it's not healthy it's sucking mm-hmm. my energy and my time and then there's avoidance it's co- it's phone you know it's yeah. like yeah. It, it, uh, maybe um being shitty to somebody so that they kind of back off a little bit you know mm-hmm. it's it's all of mm-hmm. those like destructive and problematic behaviors that keep us from actually being in our own life container and saying you know what does a healthy relationship look like with this human
0: Yeah. Um- I'm 50, so you know I have one foot uh, uh, in the 80s. I have one foot in and uh, today, um, and I have realized that it's harder to make friends these days um, in the world that we live in because of the, the filters. So uh, not just literal filters like social media filters, but all the filters, um, all the distractions. You know where our attention is. Uh, because I remember in the 80s, you know, you just went to summer camp and you come home with built-in lifelong friends. Um, And uh, speaking of this, what a great way into um, complimenting Lumia, because although Lumia, we are, you know, doing a lot of stuff online, um, it does feel like summer camp, it does feel like the breakfast club, it does feel like, um, with our common thread to help other people being what produces the stick and the glue, um, the diversity and all different walks of life, um, when you're Coming out of this program, you do feel like you went somewhere and came back with someone. So, um, yeah, I wanted to make sure that, that I, <laughs> I put that in.
1: Yeah, and I, I appreciate that. And so, you know, it's like I think for me the the, the threads here are um, you know commonality and awareness. Mm-hmm. And when when you're coming into a program like Lumia, everybody's basically there with the same values and intention. They want to become good coaches they want to understand mm-hmm. the values and ethics and the values and ethics of the organization. Right. So everybody has like, we're
0: also hungry. For, I think a lot of people are hungry for connection and well, they don't yeah. even realize it.
1: Oh, uh, we, I think we're all starving for connection. I mean, that's the crux yeah. of this conversation is like the, the number one thing when people are about to die that they're like, man, I wish I had spent more time with my close friends. Right. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. that's, that's the thing. And like, where is our time going and who are we spending it with and who feeds us? And you know, there's, um, there's an aspect of coping in there. And I think that that's what, mm. when we're looking at healthy relationships and also looking at healthy organizations that we might join or be a part of, that's wow. why Lumia feels so good is because it's yeah. it's, it's a healthy organization that provides values aligned folks with a way to connect with others that they would never typically have access to uh, with ground rules around how you're supposed to engage as adult humans. And so it takes the guesswork out of, do I belong Mm -hmm. here? Everyone belongs. And then you get ground rules for how to engage. And so there's no mystery around, you know, belonging and engagement.
0: Yeah. Um, feed two birds with one seed and, uh, Pursue life coaching and also make lifelong friends.
1: I know we did that with yeah. intention, though. Like the way that the program yeah. was was set up that way was was really experimental to see what mm-hmm. what would happen if we actually curated an environment for adults to make friends. Do you remember when I was on the kick of make friends be awesome? Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. The, the, <laughs> the, the, the one of many t shirts we were thinking about.
1: I know, and you know, and it it came true. <laughs> <laughs>
0: what? Yes, ma- you manifested that uh, because I think um, that's you know the, kind of the heart of Lumia. Yeah, is is uh, not only are you uh, learning a craft, but you're also making authentic uh, friendships relationships, which is actually bettering your life. You know the title of this. Yeah.
1: yeah, it does. Yeah. Well, what are your takeaways from from today?
0: uh that i continue uh to need to put more effort into friendships uh this is something that I, I i get you know i'm i'm kind of a mad scientist i get lost in my own world um i i uh am at the end of the day i'm a loner you know i've always been since i was 12 uh doing a lot of things by myself uh closing the door and getting lost in in my creations yeah. um and that can be very lonely so yeah making an effort uh whether it's i'm at the gym or i need to return calls or meet up with people Making that effort to um, build all my rings. <sighs> not just uh, not just the, the one in the middle, but not just the one the inner, but all all three of them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The intentionality is huge. And and for me, as mm-hmm. I guess kind of the opposite of you as somebody who does engage in a million relationships. Yeah. 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 It was really around um, the importance of looking at like energetic burnout.
0: From yeah to,
1: and 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 really the role of like avoidance and coping with your emotions and like mm. you, know, you need to lock it down internally in yeah. order to just have healthy boundaries to be able sure. to coexist sure. socially with people on the outside of the ring and not have your boundaries overrun and not give too much so that you have mm. that time to invest in the inner circle
0: yeah i'm glad that we're such great Opposite extreme examples, because people listening or watching can be be like, "Oh yeah, I may fall somewhere in the middle," but um, uh, it's great they can see that there is diversity, and you know, you and I are, are very different.
1: Always, it is. It's a peanut butter and chocolate combo.
0: Yes, well, uh, thank you for listening. Be well. Check out Lumia, and uh, if anything, just a reminder um, to reevaluate uh, all your circles of um, your rings. Um, and also, uh, if you want to help other people, this is a great door, a foundational door into helping people um, enrich their lives.
1: Oh, absolutely, absolutely! Yeah. Thank you so much. We'll see you next
0: yeah. time. Be well. Thanks for listening to Everything Life Coaching. If you're feeling the draw to become a coach, head to LumiaCoaching.com/slash/Everything. Explore a new career that brings fulfillment. Gives you a true sense of purpose and a bold community to do it with.
1: Lumia is ready to equip you with the tools, training, and community you will need to reach your goals. If you're ready to build a unique coaching business on your own terms, while making an impact on the world at large, Lumia is the next bold step in your coaching journey. That's Lumiacoaching.com slash everything.
0: And hey, if you're waiting for a sign, this is it.